So let me just start off by saying that this is going to be a little different. I'm used to coming to this platform and talking as a group with the crew. And I wholeheartedly appreciate the crew and everything they provide. But I'm currently sitting here in what I like to call my home away from home. And I'm just I'm just thinking. I'm thinking about life, I'm thinking about parenting, I'm thinking about being a parent, I'm thinking about my parents and what they had to go through to raise me, and I'm most certainly thinking about my children and how I am parenting them and what I'm trying to learn and learning. I'm also sitting here with one of the most recently priced bottles of whiskey that I have, which is uh, some Jim Bean. What I want to talk about, um, I love. I love the fact that there are moments in time when I can get myself and the crew together to speak candidly. I realize that is not the easiest thing to do. There's, there's five of us in this group, and we all can't make it all the time. But what I realized is the importance of this group, of this crew, of these talks. No matter making an intro or outro, um, no matter publicity or promotion to get us out there, it's, it's, it's irrelevant. Because in moments of time, I remember that the reason, well, the best reason, the best reason that we try to keep this alive is because there are moments in life where we can't always talk or want to talk. We want to just be still is the best way I can explain it. It's just to, to be still. No words, no thoughts, just, just be still. And in the last two years of us doing this podcast, I'm certain that there has been multiple moments between myself, DBE, Vic Damone, Diana, and T-Nice, where we have to, or we need to, or we choose to just, just be still. Just, just, just don't worry about what is going on in this moment or the previous moments and just talk to friends. Maybe not necessarily about the things that we are going through, but just being able to change the atmosphere and talk for that second, for that minute, or for that hour. They all, always, always are filled with tangents and shit talking. And if you are one of those people who realizes the importance of shit talking, I applaud you and I appreciate you because not everyone, not everyone can, can, can appreciate it. In those seconds, minutes, or hours of despair, sadness, anger, confusion, loss, Sometimes shit talking is the go-to, man. You say something, it, 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 it resonates with someone else. They say something, 
And now you're going into a, a theoretical argument or fight, but really it's just, it's love. It's, it's jokes. It's, it's comedy. It's, it's ridiculousness. It's some of the craziest stuff you can say with your friends, with the people that you're comfortable with. Because you're no longer thinking about that thing, that person, that place, that moment. And I've come to realize that that is the reason for me why I try to continue to push the podcast. I may not know everything that is going on with my friends every day, every minute or every second of the day. But I know that for 30 minutes to an hour, I can provide them a certain level of comfort and entertainment that will hopefully keep them in the game. So when I say this is different, I say that to say that as much as I love and hate Vic Damone, Diana, DBE, and T-Nice, this is not a moment where I want to debate or discuss. This is a moment where I just want to talk. I just want to talk. I have a 17-year-old son and a 14-year-old daughter. And very rarely do I question my, my parenting style. Because for me, it's not a style. It's, it's me. It's who I am, right? Though I understand that there needs to be a balance, right? Between what you want to be as a parent and then who you are as a person. Because sometimes there can be uh, a level of being hypocritical that can exist. Because let's just think about it. I think we've all looked at our parents once or twice and said, well, you told me not to do this, but I saw you do that. Now, for me, there are moments where I think of it and I try my best to not be that parent, right? But I can't always be that. I know that as a child, I've done or said things that I'm telling my children not to say or do because I'm hoping that they will learn from my experience so that they can be better. But that's not always the case. We know that experience is the best teacher. But how damn hard is it to watch your kids fuck some shit up just so they can experience it and learn, right? It's hard. It's hard to sit there and just be on the side of the road and watch this train about to run into this car. Nobody in this car is about to live. Nobody. But there's nothing I can do to stop this train from running into this car. I can throw up lights. I can honk my horn. I can stand outside my car and yell at the top of my lungs. But there is no way that I'm going to stop this fast moving train from hitting this car. I hate that there are times, moments where I can't, no matter how much I know, no matter how much I say, no matter how much I love them, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to listen. They want to they figure it out. And I, I, I'm okay with figuring it out. I think my sons realize that. I'm okay with you figuring out what life is because you need to. If you're going to be a responsible, dependable, strong man in this world, you, you need to experience some shit. But I think that there has been, will be, and needs to be that level with that understanding. There's always going to be that friction between father and, and, and his son. That pivotal moment where they want to push, where they want to test the boundaries and they want to push. Because it's almost like they need to know how strong they are. 
or they want you to know how strong they are. But sometimes that acknowledgement comes at a cost of you're challenging me. You're challenging what I've taught you is right. You're challenging what I'm telling you you shouldn't be doing. Either because you want to impress me or you want to uh, show me in some way, shape or form that you are ready for what the world has to offer. And in so doing, sometimes they fall short. I love my son and I, I love that he wants to learn and I love that he wants to experience life. But he is he, he's so much like his father, too much that he feels that he has a strong level of entitlement and that he does not necessarily have to answer to anyone. And that is a, a hit on my parenting. Um, I don't know how to be any better. I don't know how to change that. It, he's pretty much got what he's got for a father. And I'm not saying I'm a horrible father, right? But when I sit down and think about it, I could have done better. I could be better. But the balance, again, is, is me realizing that I want my son to be uh, independent, to be strong. And I want him to challenge certain things, certain people at certain levels. I don't want him to be timid, to be weak, or to be taken advantage of. But on the other side of that is he needs to have balance. He needs to control. He needs to understand that not, not everything can go your way. You don't have to tell everyone to kiss your ass. And I know, and this is one of the reasons they're not here. And I know that if I had the crew here, they would be telling me all of the things that are wrong with me. Because I am that. I am the person who is so independent that I make sure that people know that I don't need them. I am so against needing help that I'm clear when I tell people, whether it be verbally or in my actions, to pretty much kiss my ass. The distance in which I establish, whether it be emotional or physical, is clear. It is clear, and I know that. But again, you, you want your children to know better, to do better, to be better. So when I sit down and I think about what I have done as a parent, what my parents have provided me and the interactions that I have with them, and I love my parents, I love them. They are both amazing people uh, in and of themselves. Independent, strong, smart, sometimes difficult, but in their own specific ways. I was not the best kid. It was not the easiest child to raise, but they did their best. But the, the, the hardest and weirdest thing is now sitting back and being a parent and trying to correlate things that I may have done um, when I was a child to things that their grandchildren are doing and trying to get their input. And, and Lord knows I, I, I want their input, but when it, it, it goes in contrary to what I believe, it's very tricky. Very, very, very difficult. My son's 17 and he has a learner's permit, right? He'll be 18 uh, in a few months. He decided to take the keys to my car, drive alone on his learner's permit to pick up a female friend, then go to the movies that he paid for with my credit card. Uh, and then he proceeds to turn off tracking off his phone and not answer texts or respond to calls. His mother realizes that he's not home and she starts, you know, going in a mom mode, right? So as one, she's more concerned about his safety, rightfully so. 
Uh, then she realized that he is safe. He's just being an asshole. So now she's angry. So me being in my home away from home, as I call it, uh, I get a call. You need to talk to your son. Oh, okay. Well, it's four o'clock in the morning, 4 a.m. What, what's going on? Your son took the car and is gone. Took the car and was gone. What do you mean? Oh, and by the way, he's not responding to any of my calls or texts. I'm like, okay, all right. All right, cool. Let me, let, me, let me reach out to him. Maybe I can talk some sense into him. So I call him. He doesn't answer. I text him. He doesn't answer. So now that part of me that is trying to be a responsible father and a reference to how to be a functional adult uh, is 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 degrading. Now I'm just angry. Now I'm now I'm like, oh, this is this is all kinds of disrespectful. This is everything that you can wrap up in disrespect. You didn't took my car without my permission or your mother's permission. You didn't use my damn credit card for something that is definitely not a goddamn emergency. And you're not responding to us. You got to be out your goddamn mind. So I'm trying to control the anger because I have no really I have really nowhere to. Focus it, right? So I'm trying to control it. But in my mind, I'm like, okay, if you want to play games, we can play games. I'm about to, because you have a, a checking account in, in that, you, that I, you know, established for you because you're a minor. So now I'm taking all your, your work money out of your account and transferring it to my account. You want to take some of this mine? I'm going to take some of this yours. Uh, also, I'm going to shut down your phone. You want to play this game? I play your, I pay your phone bill. I'm shutting down your phone. Also, in my mind, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to call the cops because you technically stole my car. Initially, I locked this phone and I, uh, you know, and leaving a message on the screen. Still haven't got any response from him. So I call his mother back, my wife, and I'm like, hey, I can't. Like, he ain't responding to me. She's, she's like, well, what should I do? I'm like, well, call the police on this motherfucker. Like, call the police on this motherfucker. She's like, uh, that, you know, this is this. I'm like, I'm just saying, like. You out here trying to track this dude down, and he he took our car. Like, call the police on him and let them find him and bring that motherfucker back. So we had a back and forth about that because she wasn't too on board with it. And I was like, this motherfucker got to learn. He's 17 going on 18. He's got to learn that actions have, you know, consequences, right? So she calls the police station to kind of ask them questions to pick, you know, pick their brain on how this would play out. While she's doing that, I decide, you know, What's the harm? Let me, let me call my mom. Let me talk to my mother and get her take on this. I call her, I text her initially, and I say, hey, you need, to, you need to talk to your grandson. He's out here stealing cars. And that's probably super dramatic and not enough context to even go from, but it is what it is. She immediately calls me. She's like, what do you mean my grandson is stealing cars? I said, well, he decided to take my car and my keys and go out driving on a learner's permit without an adult in the car or a licensed driver in the car, pick up a girl, use my credit card to buy a damn movie ticket, and then take this girl to the movies. I was actually shocked by my mother's response. Like, I, what she told me was, you did that when you was his age. And I don't know how many of you have actually been in a, a situation where you had to relay a situation with your children to your parents. And then they flip it to something. You, you did that when you were their age because generally after that after that saying comes something that you're expecting to be advice which was yeah sure I did not remember doing any of this 
I did not, right? So I remember, um, and I'll get back to the, the situation in a minute. I remember being younger and, and using my mom's um, SUV, right? But I do, not, I do not remember ever taking her SUV without asking. Maybe I did. She's, she, she's, she's probably right, but I don't remember it. I don't recall it, and that's just on me. Uh, but what I do recall is the fact that I saved up my own money to buy my own uh, 1984 Chevy Camaro. I worked at Taco Bell. I saved up all my funds. You know, I, I brought this car from this guy on our block, and I brought my own car. And then I remember that my mother said that, that car wasn't safe. It wasn't safe or reliable. So then she decides she wants me to get a better car. So we go to, back then, I don't know if it's still around, uh, Eastern Motors. Eastern Motors, where your job is your credit. I'm throwing out these random ass plugs. I don't know why. We went there and we got a, a Mitsubishi Galant. White, pearl white, beautiful car, right? And I forget what year it was, but it was like, it was only like one year old, I think. And we purchased this car. She gave me the hardest time because she didn't want to. She didn't want to co-sign. My mom didn't want to co-sign, right? But she she purchased this. We 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 got this car. So now, if you if you're doing a tally in your mind, I've I got two cars. I got two, two to her one. She's she's got the she's got an SUV. I got a Camaro and I got the Galant. All right, cool. And I'm working. I'm working full time. So I'm I'm I can pay for my own car and 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 insurance myself, which I did, right? But she's telling me that I took her car once upon a time and did these things. And I'm like, okay, I do not recall that, but okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. So then she asked me what we're gonna do. So I told her that my wife is gonna call the police um, and that she's already found out which movie theater he's at. And she found the car and now she's going in there talking to the manager and you know, old school flashlight dude, old school dude got the, the usher. He got a flashlight, he walks up and down the aisle. She grabs one of them and she's walking up and down the aisle in this movie theater trying to find him, right? And I tell my mom this, and she's like, so you just gonna embarrass him? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, that's not cool. I'm like, cool, I think, I think we are reasonably past the place in which we can say anything is cool. This child, again, 17, this child has taken my property without permission, did not inform or ask his mother or I used my card to pay for movie tickets for a movie that I am not watching, picked up a female friend, and he has a permit, so he is putting himself and this, this girl in jeopardy, and he's just out there. I said, I don't even know what I, I don't remember, I don't recall what I said to her. I know that I, I kind of just, I just, I let it go, I let it go, it's, it's my mom, but at that point, there's nothing, there's nothing cool about what he did. So why should our actions be any cooler? I, I don't know. Again, and, that, and that's, that's where I got to the, the, the point of, I'm still learning what kind of parent I am. And I'm, I'm, I'm comparing, I'm taking notes uh, to what the kind of parent my, my parents are. And I love them, I love them to death, but they both have their own, their own thing. My dad, in theory, was the cool parent, uh, and my mom was was a strict parent. So now them being grandparents is freaking me out. My dad hasn't changed; he's still the same. But my mom being trying to be the cool grandmother is, is freaking me out. Anyway, now we're at this place where my wife has has our son, and she's you know he's not watching the movie obviously because she found him and she's bringing him home. I asked her what did he say, and she said he looked at me like. 
I had done something wrong, first of all. And then he proceeded to tell me that he had to take his friend home to make sure she got home safe. Now, bro, I get it. I, I, probably, I get it. You want to be a gentleman. But at this point in time, you done lost your whole mind. Ain't no way. Ain't no way you getting no ass. And ain't no way you taking that girl home. But I'm not there, right? So I, don't, I can't say any of this. I'm just, I'm just playing it out in my head. Obviously, my wife left that chick there. She left that whole chick sitting at the mall by herself. And that's fine. She got parents. They'll figure it out. But then she got home and she called me, uh, let me know she was home. And she asked me if I talked to him. And my answer was no. Not immediately. I'm not, I'm not immediately talking to him. Because me immediately talking to him is going to be yelling and cursing. And I don't necessarily think that's what needs to be happening right now. But I need to understand the right way to approach this, right? But as a parent, is there, ever, is there ever really a right way? Like, nothing is generally 100% perfect, right? But in the back of my head, I'm also at that part where I'm like, well, my mom said that I did this when I was younger, and she was cool. He's doing this at his age. How am I supposed to respond? Well, I'm, I'm going to respond in a way that tells him that that shit wasn't, that's not what a, a 17, about to be 18-year-old does. If you want to be a man, stop, stop trying to sneak shit. Talk to your mother. Talk to me. Ask. And if we say no, it's, it's no, man. You got a job. You can take an Uber to go pick up this chick. You can take an Uber back home. All you have to do is ask and let us know. Like, what kind of decisions are you making right now? But then again, as a parent, I'm sitting back with this Jim Beam. And I'm like, I know I made all kinds of dumb decisions and choices as a child. So right now, this is just me venting. This is me just trying to figure out what that looks like. Because there's so many parents, right? There's so many parents out there. And we're all trying to figure it out. We're all trying to figure it out, but balance it, right? Who am I as a person? Who am I as a parent? What have I done? What are the things that I've done and experienced that allow me to provide them a certain level of comfort in the advice that I'm giving them? And then whether or not they're going to take that advice. I don't want parenting to be easy, right? But I, 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 I want to be able to see eye to eye with my children. But when they make stupid decisions, I mean clearly stupid decisions, it is our responsibility to, to address them reasonably. I'm just thinking how I could be better. I'm, I mean, there's a, a, a slew of thoughts. It's how can I be better because I'm not physically there, which is one of the worst things ever. Like, I'm parenting from a distance, right? So the questions become how can I be better as well as is it me? Am I fucked up? Or is it them? Is, is it them? I'm leaning. I'm leaning heavy and hard on the it's them. But then I'm seeing that parts of my personality and how I handle people and life uh, are instilled into him. Because he observed him. He observed those things and those things he accepted to be part of who he is. 
And those are the things, those are the things that I take personally and I say that this is my fault. This is, this is because of what I projected as that example, as that role model, or because I'm not there enough. I'm, I'm gone a lot, a lot. No matter how much I call, text, or, or FaceTime, is, I don't think it's ever enough, you know? And I'm not saying that I'm doing it every day. I'm not saying that, but I, I don't think it's ever enough. I'm not against him and his request for freedom, but I am against his, his, his understanding of the requirements needed for us to allow and permit him to be free to a certain extent. And it is, this is not the best answer, but it is the answer that I have, is that you still live under my roof. Legally, your mother and I are still responsible for your whereabouts and your doings until you are officially 18 years of age. From there, the United States government sees you as an adult male that can do almost anything but drink until 21 years of age. At that point in time, you can purchase your own car, you can get your own insurance, you can pay your own cell phone bill, and you can be as free, theoretically, as you would like to be. If you have your own place. If you are still living in my house, there will still be rules and regulations. This weird transition phase from 17 to 18, and I hope you all are feeling it just as much as I am. I hope you are. And for those who already experienced it, you know, hats off to you all. You're the real MVP. Um, not all heroes wear capes. The wife and I are still trying to figure it out. We're trying to figure it out. Because it's almost like no matter how, how nice of a parent or how easygoing of a parent you try to be, there's always... There's always that push, that friction. And you always want to kind of figure out how to, how, how to finesse it, right? How to, how to approach it the right way to where you're not completely disconnecting from your children so they trust you and they'll talk to you, but you're also not that, you know, parent that gets walked all over and taken advantage of. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost like, it's, it's, it's almost like, being that absent parent is that the kids has everything they want and you're giving them everything they want to make them happy and being Homer Simpson where you just really just choking this motherfucker just just choking the fuck out this motherfucker because they they stupid like they, they stupid and thank you for letting me be honest is Demarcus Black